Freddie goes, Kevin, I think that's your guy. And Kevin's like, no, that ain't him. And I go, he was mean mugging us pretty good. I go, there's the van. I'm looking at a van. Frank goes, that's the wrong van. You didn't drive up far enough. He's getting away. What's up, Brandon? Oh, you know, exhaustion. Happy <laughs> Sunday afternoon with no football. Sunday, Sunday fun day. Well, I mean, I guess the Pro Bowl's on, but. Well, yeah, we talked about that. I was kind of watching it, and it really sucked. You know, you know what's really funny is they're doing this whole flag football thing to prevent, you know, guys from getting hurt and stuff like that. I remember as a kid, Back when the Pro Bowl was in Hawaii, Curtis they'd Martin. Have the skills, they'd have the skills competitions. Yeah, and on they, the one beach. of those games was a beach yes. flag football game. Yes. And Charles Woodson tore his ACL. It wasn't only it was the running back for the um wasn't only Charles Woodson. It was a running back for the Patriots. It was with the Jets and he went to the Patriots. What's his name? Curtis Martin. I swear it was Curtis Martin who tore his ACL. I I, I just remember Charles Woodson because he was a Raider close to, you know, I'm in California and yeah. as kids, it's like, Oh, I remember, I know him. So I'm watching these guys today. Right. And Stefan Diggs caught a pass and he's running towards the end zone. Mm-hmm. It was pretty nice. And, uh, Tyreek Hills right behind him. Right. So right before Diggs gets to the goal line, he flips the ball backwards to Tariq Hill because he thought he might not make it and, I guess, maybe get inside. And whoever was chasing them just completely killed Tariq Hill, like completely blew him up on the <laughs> sidelines inadvertently because he didn't expect it. Was it was, he just blew him up, and I thought, man, if Tariq Hill blew a knee out on that play, oh, my God. The Pro Bowl would be abolished tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> but it was – All right, we're not was, doing this anymore. You'll have to see the highlights because he just – laid him out and, it, and then some big lineman's holding Tariq Hill up like carrying him like he's dead it was hilarious <laughs> welcome to episode 58 Mike Morazzo Brandon Silvera it's the Mike Morazzo badge number episode also Mike Morazzo will be 58 in a year and two weeks hey so, oh hey and this ooh, is the ooh. first episode brought to you by our sponsor surf prep sanding now Brandon and I both use Surf Prep, and we wouldn't have asked them to be a sponsor if we didn't like their product. And I asked Hannah, hey, do you have some copy that you want me to read? And she said, no. You guys use the product. You guys tell what you like about our product. So I will start off by saying I haven't written anything down. We like to free base here and free ball and free what free flow. Whoa, whoa, whoa what? Whoa, whoa. We are not free basing cocaine. <laughs> Not right now. We're not not doing that. No. Nor have I ever. Me neither. If anyone's listening at work, I'm just looking at UIA. I didn't do it. No. Uh, So, in a free flow like Eminem, when I first got into woodworking, I think you didn't rhyme one single word. No, I'm not. I I can't rhyme. I'm not good at rhyming. It's not a free flow. It's not a freestyle. Freestyle is what I was thinking. Stream of consciousness. All right, Bill Walton, let's go. 
I was building a bathroom vanity and at the time did not own an orbital sander, right? So my best friend Bill lent me his Ryobi orbital sander for the for that project. And I thought, well, now I gotta get an orbital sander on my shop. Because you actually do need something like that for woodworking. So I went out and purchased a Ryobi orbital sander. And then over the years, I've used it quite a bit, but the dust extraction for it isn't great. The RPMs go up to like 9 million whenever it just wants to. Uh, It's just, it's the entry-level sander for the entry-level woodworker, if you will, right? Yeah, I still have it. In fact, it's the only orbital sander that I have currently. Because <laughs> we got to get you a uh, surf prep one. So I started seeing all these posts about surf prep and a couple, three main brands that I've seen a lot of. Surf prep, Merca, right? Yeah. And, of course, Festool. Yeah. So Festool's out for me right away because they're, they're expensive. <laughs> Festool. Well, Festool, if you use a Festool, when you use the Festool, people don't know this, you actually have to have your pinky up. <laughs> it's kind of like drinking wine. It's for a different class of human being. Yeah. So I do have a Festool Domino, though, which I don't use with my pinky up. And, and yeah. you also don't use it very often. Now I'm going to have to try it. <laughs> so, That's why it doesn't work well for you is because you don't go pinky up. Right. Watch. Try it. Okay. So back to the Sanders. Uh then I started seeing a bunch of our friends who have surf prep products, you know, and just swearing by it, by their product. And when I went out to WorkbenchCon last year at 22, of course, Hannah and Skylar, the surf prep family are all there and uh, doing demonstrations with their sanders. They got the 3 by 5 foam, which you have, that you... I have the 3 by 4 Oh, 3 by 4 The foam one, the square, and I have... The orbital and the square. So I tried all the sanders out there at, at WorkbenchCon. Rectangle. Rectangle. And square I was blown away. Side. Yeah. Blown away by the weight <laughs> and the quality. And at the time, they were just just building their own vacuums. So they had the vacuum there. And I just loved the weight of the tool. It felt like quality to me. So when I came home, I ended up buying, you know, uh, your the 3 by 4 and the orbital, five-inch orbital. And I don't even use the Ryobi anymore. It's sitting up here, but it's it's non-existent to me in my shop anymore because with the vacuum and their paper and their grit and stuff, I I don't even actually don't need to use a dust mask. Although, if there's young woodworkers listening, <laughs> you should wear a dust mask when you sand stuff. I tend to not to as much anymore with the surf prep setup. And you use that one what for furniture. You're three by four, right? Yeah. So I started out with the Rayobi Sander too. Um and I wanted to upgrade because turns out sanding is actually pretty important when especially when you go to finish stuff. And uh I didn't buy mine used. Guilty. Um Mike Coffee was actually selling it and selling his because he didn't use it. And my wife and I kind of started getting into refinishing furniture from uh, Goodwill, which we still do occasionally. So I'm, the foam pads are fantastic when it comes to, I mean, it's on the banner behind Mike. When you get these very intricate kind of details or different level details, instead of having to like eh, 
your kind of block your way around it without taking away that profile. These foam pads just kind of form to it and it's amazing. But what I found recently that is really useful is the variable speed when you can, like when I'm sanding primer before paint on some of these signs, to be able to set that down to a very low speed to just do that little finish sand on it before you paint, it's fantastic. Um, I can't say enough good things about it. It feels good in your hand. I joke all the time that sanding will never be fun, but it sucks much less with a surf prep. Yes, it does. I actually... like, you can't, there's no way that you can make sanding fun. It just can't. This is the most, this is the closest to fun I have had sanding is with the surf prep. It makes, and this is a stupid thing, but this is how you know that it's nice and everything. And it's a little bit higher quality is when you push that little power button because it does have a power button. It makes a little sound. Yeah, I love it. It's pretty cool. I don't know why. I get a kick out yeah, of it every time. But I know I love the variable speed. It fits good in your hand. The vibration is almost non-existent. So when you're done sanding after what feels like an eternity, your hand's not still shaking afterwards. Yeah, that um, was a bad feeling with the other sander. Yeah. Sure. And... I haven't had the pleasure of trying the vacuum or anything like that, but even buying a used surf prep, it is, in my opinion, the Cadillac of Sanders because one, it's cheaper than Festool and Merca. I had to stop and think for a second. Yeah, it's cheaper than both of them, but it's just as good and I've had I've heard people complain about issues with Merca, especially their customer service when something goes wrong with the sander. Mm. The people at Surf Prep are are wow. just genuinely good people. Yeah, it's family like good business. human good human beings. Yeah. So. Yeah, look forward to having Hannah and Skylar on, and then a couple of their employees are going to be joining us at some point uh, on the show, and one of whom's husband just retired from law enforcement. And yep. I want to. And we want to send out our our thoughts and prayers to them because I know they're going. They just suffered a loss in their surf prep family, so wanted to to wish them all the best. Yeah. Thank you. All right, on to the show, Brandon. It is episode fifty-eight. We've had it is six days since we spoke last. Uh, what have yes. you done in the shop? Uh, not a whole lot. <laughs> well, no, look, so this is a very busy time of year and it's about to get busier. <laughs> um, so we have, right. We have all the extra things that we do in our lives. Like I'm, my wife and I are part of the little league board. We had our draft, which is its own God awful nightmare. Um, better you than me. Yeah. So that had to get done, and I didn't have any orders. Actually, I take that back. I had to complete two Etsy orders for the empty tombs. Those got done and shipped out. In fact, one of them just left a five-star review, which if you buy something off of Etsy, give the review. And if you're going to give a low review, thank you, thank you, yes, thank you. Uh, if you're going to give a low review, reach out to the seller first yeah. and see if they can make it right. Right. I, I've been fortunate enough where somebody actually, before leaving a bad review, reached out to me. We were able to make it work. 
give them the opportunity to do that. Just did it happen my to own, you? My own two cents. Well, they didn't give me a bad review. They they did. They reached out and they said, "Hey, okay. this is a little bit different than what I thought it was going to be." Okay. Um, even though it clearly stated in the description that, "Hey, this is not going to look exactly like this," but right. that's a whole nother thing. She's actually wanted it bigger too. I'm like, "Well, okay, I'll create a custom listing for you." So, okay. Neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, if you're gonna if you're planning on leaving a low review, like reach out, give them a chance, because maybe it's something that got damaged in shipping, as Mike showed in the pre-show. Uh, I sent him a package, and it looks like the postal workers played soccer with it. And if you haven't seen the pre-show, go back and watch it, but I can show you here. Look at that. I mean, that's got Ronaldo written all over it. Yeah. That's Jesus. Crying out loud. So I hope there's nothing in here that's fragile. I'll, si- I'll yeah. find out soon as I open it. Yeah. Um, Getting excited. But yeah, I, I got those knocked out and sent out. And then my buddy, who's a realtor up in um, Washington State, called. I I provide him with flags every time he makes a sale. He gives them as closing gifts. <clears throat> Excuse me. So he called me up. He actually, him and his wife just had a baby. So congratulations to them. Um, he called me up and said, "Hey, I need two flags, and I need them by the end of the month. So I need to go make sure that I actually have enough wood." Please, check I, I know your stock. I have. I know I have enough wood. But I don't know if it's because I bought a bunch off of. Well, actually, I didn't buy it. He, gave, my buddy, gave it to me because he was trying to. He's basically he lives in an apartment, so he had to really downsize his shopping. He goes, oh. I have all this wood, so do you want it? I said, Hell yeah, free wood? Yes, please. Yeah. Uh, and it's all like it's all pine, which is fine. Pine uh, is fine. Yes, pine is fine. Okay. And. But for my flags, I try to use the select pine, and I think this is more uh, rough construction pine. But what, it makes good backers. It makes good ba- um, backers for signs and all that okay. stuff. So I, I do use it. But I need to probably go grab some for uh, for my buddy because he wants one that's stained and he wants one that's painted. Oh, all right. So those are going to be fun to make. And I need to get those done. ASAP. Yeah. Like I might actually go to Home Depot this afternoon, like after we're done. It's, it's nice <laughs> that when we're done, it's still going to be early for you. Yeah. So gonna be great excellent actually no because sunday afternoon traffic will probably get stupid (laughs) sorry i'm thinking out loud here all right anyways um no that's pretty much it uh got the laser back up and running i don't know why the issue happened but again different well ortor i I opened the help ticket with ortor they sent me some step-by-step instructions and a firmware all right file for the laser okay which I need to actually write back and tell them that it seems to have fixed it, but also at the same time, why is this happening and how can I prevent it from continuing to happen? Because I'm getting irritated <laughs> because my their first generation laser that I have, um, I never had that issue. I never once upgraded firmware or anything. It just plugged in. Mm. I said go and it went. Now, it wasn't as powerful as the one I have now. Otherwise, I just go back to it. Um, that's kind of how frustrated I am, and it's kind of solidifying the fact that I want a CNC. And I can just use the laser for engravings and use the CNC for cutting. Sure. Which I'll be going with the um, Inventables. Oh, I wish I had a drum roll. Uh, you're going to go with the Inventables? Yes, the Shipoko from oh. Inventables. Uh, because oh, it's different. I did a... 
So I did a side by side. Wait, Shapoko is not inventable. It says Shapoko though. I don't think so. Really? Because are you sure that Inventables just is? Well, they have their own. Um, I'm using the one wrong that mouse. They just came out with. But I'm gonna. I'll. I'll have to do a double. A double take on something because I can. I compared them to the X or not the Xfinity the um the Onefinity right, and you get more through Inventables for less X car than you do. Yes, the X car. Sorry. Okay. Um, than you do with uh, Onefinity. Okay. It's like Onefinity. You have to buy the router. They do give you the software, but it's only for a year. Um, Inventables gives you the wasteboard. It gives you calipers. It gives you a clamp set. It gives you three years of their software. Okay. So I will be going with them huh. because I'm all about that value. There you go. And I get the router. Good so, job. I'll be going with them, but I got to save like three grand. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just looked at the price. Yeah. That's not even going with their like pro model like four by four. That's going with like the thirty by thirty. Yeah. Which is I think a little bit smaller than I want, but I saw do. I saw a post by John Erickson as he went to go pick up his Phantom CNC. Must be nice. Yeah. Well, get divorced. You got all kinds of money for tools. That's what happened. So He's not paying alimony? <laughs> no. For him, yeah, God bless him. Get all this whole shops together now. It must be nice. <laughs> well, my whole shops together. I just need to like kind of reorganize it. I might need to actually downsize. So I have a nice, huge outfeed table slash assembly table. Yeah, right. You have to make it smaller. I want to say like it's four by like six, six, right? Yeah, four by six. Yeah. I might need to shrink that down. It takes up a lot of space. Yeah, I'm sitting at one right now. <laughs> But there's a lot on it too. Yeah. But I think there's a lot on it because it can hold that much. <laughs> you need other places to put stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. You'll get there. Yeah. But that's pretty much it for me in the shop. What about okay. uh what about you, Mike? What you got going on there when you're not detecting things? I actually uh like I mentioned earlier today, I put up a two by eight on the brick face of the fireplace because I'm going to be building a mantle. So I'm starting to get that prepped. That's up, even though it's not completely level, because I think the wood actually goes like that because it's construction grade, you know, framing yeah. two by eight stuff. So I wasn't going to joint it <laughs> to put it. It's going to go on the brick face and be covered by, I'm thinking oak because my floors are oak. So if I can find the stain to match that's on the floor, I think it might be a good idea to do an oak mantle and it matches the floor. So the brick's white and the bookshelves yeah. are white and the floor is a, a brown. It's three-quarter inch oak, but the stain is a darker brown. I wanted to restain the whole floor, refinish all the oak floors with a lighter stain. But, yeah. So I better pick what color I want for this mantle and stick with it. Yeah, you need to decide because if you're going to do that, you want it to match the floors. You might have to redo another mantle. Make that decision. Yeah, like, and I don't want to paint it now. white. I want it stained. So maybe a walnut. Yeah, you want stain. it to stand out a little bit. Yeah, a walnut stain. So I got that going, and then 
during the week, since I work Tuesday through Friday, I got no shop time. Every day before I work out, I, I've been, when I get home from work, come down in the shop and paint one layer of, I'm doing five NFL signs, you know? So I've got yeah. two yellows, a red, a purple, and a white backing. So mm-hmm. every day that during the week, I would come come down, spray the first coat of paint, go do my workout, and then it usually takes 45 minutes or so. Come back, spray the second coat. That one's done. Next day, same, when I get up in the morning, coat, go up, make breakfast, make lunch, come down an hour later, second coat. That one's done. So that's how I got the backings done for the signs I'm making. Uh, what, I, um, what kind of paint are you using? Uh, the Krylon 2X. So, oh, the Rust-Oleum 2X? Yeah, I'm sorry. Did I say Krylon? Yeah, Rust-Oleum. Yeah. Rust-Oleum so 2X. So I, I started using the um, MTN brand, the, 90, the MTN 94. Oh, the 94 stuff. It's acryl- is it, is acrylic paint? What, it's, uh, is they it- have an acrylic paint. They have an acrylic. They have a water-based. They have gloss, and then they have the MTN 94, which is the um, their matte finish on it. This stuff dries in like to the touch in like 15, 20 minutes. Okay. And I know and it looks amazing. Where do you get it? Did you have to buy it from them, right? I bought it on Spray Planet. Okay. Because obviously the big box stores don't carry that, but I know that. Yeah. There are some places, there are some stores you can get them from. It, they're, they kind of label themselves as just like, um, like graffiti artist kind of stuff. So, like, I think skate shops might oh. carry them here and there, but okay. I get it from Spray Planet, and they ship crazy fast. Oh. And you get stickers. I want to try uh, it because Sam and Fa, that's what they use. Yeah. I I love it. That's And they're the reason I started using it. It sprays okay. so easy. Um, and you can clean the nozzles out with water, whereas with these, when they get a little... I don't know about that. I think Sam... Did a video where he well, he out the he uses they have a solvent they sell a solvent can okay. so you can put the cap on that spray it out to huh. clean it okay and then wash it so that's what I use that's what I did this week um, with that stuff and then I I was contacted during the week by a guy I did a Purdue graduation flag for he owns a trucking yeah. company he asked me if I knew some members of the trucking association. And then I went to that meeting for the ITEA, Illinois Truck Enforcement Association, last week, and I met the guy who started it. So then I get it's then two days later I get a call from the guy who's on the board, who I did the Purdue flag from. He owns a trucking company, and he said, "Hey, we're having our ITEA conference in March, March 10th." He said, "I asked the board if they'd be interested in getting a couple of your flags," and they said yes. And then I thought. I, I don't know if we have enough time. And I'm, I'm thinking, no, you got enough time. I don't have anything going on. <laughs> so he said, I said, well, how many flags do you want? Because that would have been an issue, you know. He said, just two. He wants two blue line flags, but in the union, instead of stars, they want the ITEA logo, which, oh, okay. I can show everybody if you're looking, uh, and I'll show you. It's actually like um, it's a truck, if you will, uh, and – it will be in the union. So a blue union and then that. Now, I don't well, know how cool. that's going to engrave, right? The the lettering and the badge, good. The truck, eh, I might have to simplify it. 
when I bring it into the um, software because I can't do that intricate detail work. Yes, you could. You think so? Yeah, but not with your CNC. With my laser. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't want to I don't want to practice on the flag that needs to well, be done. You would obviously have to do a test piece. Yeah, I'm going to do a test piece anyways, right? Cuz you're going to have to get your settings right to just eat away the paint or the stain and yeah, and it will be stained. And I asked them, they wanted the blue line, so I asked them, do you want the blue line painted or do you want the blue line stained? And they said stained. And it's they're not due till March 10th. So I already I got the wood yesterday. I cut it today, burned it today. But uh, this conference, I'm like, oh, I might be interested in going to that conference, you know. And uh, because of the state police are there, it's a whole bunch of, since I'm going to be doing more truck enforcement when I go to day shift, uh, it, a lot of stuff to learn. It's a break, You have breakout sessions. It's all day, like eight to four with a lunch. So he said, uh, oh, I'll send you the information. I'm like, okay. So he sent me the information. I printed it out. My chief doesn't spend any money on anything. So I go in there and I go, hey, check this out, this conference. He's like, oh, that looks pretty good. I said, yeah. How much is it? I go, ah, the price is on there. You know, I've, I said, we're on shift that day, but the shift is full. So if you want me to go, I can, there's enough manpower for me to go. He said, all right, I'll think about it. So then I text the guy That's back. A no. I text the truck <laughs> truck guy back and I go, well, I forwarded the information to my boss. The ball's in his court. He usually drops it. I'll let you know what he says. And he goes, oh, I'll be, give me a second. He texts me back five minutes later. He goes, I just spoke to the guy who was running the conference. You're in for free if you want to go. No. I'm like, done. So I went back in the chief's office. Yeah, got some connections. Ugh, get, into that, get into that conference hey, for free. I, I went and I made a call. Yeah, I made a All call. Right, I know some people. Got I'm going to save you a little bit of money. Joey, you, uh, you okay? You Joey, okay this? Yeah, you okay? It's, Joey, two it's fingers. It's on the house. So that I can go for free. So I didn't even have to kneecap anybody. Yeah, so I'm going for free. So I'm going to go to the conference. Nice. Uh, make the flags. And he said, uh, make sure you give me a lot of your business cards and stuff. So I went on to uh, Vistaprint. They do my business cards, and I started looking at some flyers, just eight and a half by eleven, one page front yeah. front flyers, and I started designing a flyer, so I can actually just get a couple hundred, and pass them out or have them at the table where the flags are. I don't know how the setup's going to be, but I'll staple a, a flyer and a business card together, and so I got to get those ordered. I meant to get those done this week, but got too busy at work, so. Uh, I I actually just had to order stickers. Who did you go through? I went through Sierra Sticker, and Never here's why. I know, because they're a very small business in Rancho Cordova, California. Okay. Which is just outside of Sacramento. So I looked at Sticker Beat, mm -hmm. and even with my 20% off coupon code yeah. that I found, um, it is almost $100 for 100 stickers. Wait. So I looked, okay. so I looked at Sticker Mule. Right. Didn't have a coupon code for them. Still close to $100 for 100 stickers. Went to Sierra Stickers where I've gotten my stickers before. And all in, it was like $64. Wow. I'm going to need some new stickers eventually, so remind me. So they're by far 
the cheaper option. That's even okay. with discounted codes to some of these bigger ones. So, and I get to support support a small business. Yeah. All right. Good. So. Oh. And they're also good people. All right. Well, when I have to reorder, we'll have to reorder. I'll have to reorder some more podcast stickers because the round ones are they're going away soon. So I'm going to get the square logo next that we use on our podcast platform. So that icon will be the next sticker that we get. Uh, what else we got going on down here? Um, basically, that's it. Two flags, NFL signs, and that's it. And the house stuff, of course. Of course. When can I open my gift? Right now. All right, before we get into law enforcement stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because this is more makers-themed than law enforcement-themed. All right. Move that. All right, let's see how prepared Mike is. Oh, good. He's even got a knife ready to go. Come on now. I'm a pro. Well, I just I almost cut my hand right open. Oh, <laughs> I'm a pro. And I'm bleeding. <laughs> Great radio. Yeah. And there's no break on these like a saw stop. They just cut you right into you. They just keep going right in. Oh, get out of town with this. <laughs> Look at what Brandon gave me. That's awesome, dude. This is a Batman logo. For on the Batman. The Michael Keaton Batman logo. Yes. That the he one made true Batman. On the laser. It looks like eyeball on the back. Um, that's awesome, that was the dude. Whole, that was what was holding it while I painted it. <laughs> yeah, the, the lid? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. Thank you so much. Yeah. That will go up on my Batman wall over there. Very cool. Thank you very much for that. Uh-oh. And don't worry, I'll repurpose this box and send it back to you. So <laughs> 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 we're talking about in the pre-show. I think I got a shirt. I think it's a shirt. It could be a full house shirt. Oh, yeah. There we go. The full house shirt. With the logo designed by your daughter. Love it. That's awesome. Morgan's going to love that. And it's embroidered. Yeah. So printful? Yes. They do the embroidering? Yep, they do all the embroidering. You upload everything. I'm telling you. And you can order samples at a discount. Okay. So even though I took down all the merch from my Etsy store because I think I sold maybe three things. Yeah. Um. You can still order samples, I think three samples a month for a discounted rate. So you'll have to tell me how well that holds up because I haven't ordered a an embroidered shirt other than my polo, my full house polo. Okay. Um, so let me know how well that holds up and if it shrinks at all. Yeah, cool. Yeah, and, I, li- uh, I like it. I'll wash it this week and I'll be putting it in the rotation. I went through my, right. I went through my closet uh, two weeks ago because we had – AMVETS coming, American Veterans. To, yeah. AMVETS to collect out by you? Yep. That's pretty much between them and Goodwill. They're the only ones that we donate to. Okay. So we put out like 15 boxes every six weeks. I don't know how we still have so much shit in this house, but whatever. So I figured I'd clean out my closet like M&M. And uh, <laughs> I gave away like 15 shirts I put in there. None of them are, hey. the, you know, logo shirts from friends that own you know, woodworking community. I still have all those, but I'm yeah. slowly getting rid of Harley Davidson shirts, stuff that I don't even wear anymore, uh, just to make room for more logo shirts. Maker from shirts. Our friends. Maker shirts. Yeah. 
So soon my wardrobe will only be maker shirts, which is okay. There are worse shirts to have. Yeah, I actually have to make some for WorkbenchCon. So I got to get going on that because I'll have to bring some with me. So you just oh. order a bunch through Printful. Yeah, I, I have to. Mm. And they'll do it for you. All you do is I've upload got a bunch the of shirts artwork. here. <laughs> and the yes, press. But you know what? You know what you don't have? Time. Time. Yeah. Good point. Uh, so, yeah, you have to sit with me like on uh, this face to face while I'm on the other computer doing the printful setup shop stuff. It's very, it's very intu- intuitive. Okay. I have one other and thing. And you can list all that stuff on your website and they will take care of everything. Yeah. So, if it gets ordered, say someone goes on your website, orders a shirt. You'll get a little notification right from your website that a shirt's been ordered. Guess what you have to do? Nothing. Not a thing. All right. It goes. It you link Printful to your website. Yeah. That order then goes to Printful. Okay. They they make it, fulfill it, and ship it. All right. I know. And you determine when you're setting it up. You determine how much you want to make per shirt. You know, say like, hey, this is the suggested price that we would tell you to list it for if you want to make $3 on a shirt, right. $10 on a shirt, whatever it is. Yeah. All so, right. and they have hoodies. You can do backpacks. You can do socks. You can do phone cases, laptop cases. There are all kinds of crap on there, and they're adding stuff all the time. I bought a bunch of mugs because I was going to do mugs. Yeah, you can do so mugs on I've there, too. So now I've got black and white <laughs> mugs here that I probably won't sell because <laughs> I don't have time to put the stickers on them. See? Yep. They'll do it for you. All right. Um, so that's how I, that's how I sent you the, um, the podcast mug with our logo on it. Oh, right. Was I mocked it up in Printful okay. and then snapped a picture of it. I got an email. Oh, so a guy named Jordan right there. He's gotta be okay. Right. Jordan. Maybe we'll see. Anyways, this company called Transbiz. And All right, there's a lot of inappropriate jokes there that could get us canceled. So tread lightly. I am. We don't want to offend our new sponsors. No, 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 just, just tread lightly. Um, so they're working with a company, Smithology Blades, and they, okay. the Smithology Blades company, uh, they have some big launch coming, and uh, they make the blades for that rotary tool or this, this multi tool. Okay. All those different kind of oscillating blades. Yeah. So they're looking for influencers like me. <laughs> it's hilarious to try the high quality of professional oscillating blades. So anyways, they're going to send me. Where is this company out of? I don't know. <laughs> Do some research. Cool. We got, we got Chinese spy balloons <laughs> flying over nuclear yeah. missile sites, and we got Mike promoting Chinese companies. I hope not. Um, I'm going to go check the website right now. So well, I will say this, yeah. um, and and I I got a tip of the cap to Mike at Veteran Woodco. He's very pro America. Yes. Um, sometimes his personality can rub people the wrong way, which I get. But he's very very uh, judicious in what he will promote and not. And um, he went and was approached by indestructible shoes which you and i both yes um participated in their you know destroy the shoes challenge correct 
and they are a Chinese-backed company. Oh. So he threw the shoes away, said, thanks, but no thanks. I'm going to promote America and America only, which I respect. Yeah. Um, shame on me. I didn't do my research on it because I'm kind of in that same boat of I would rather promote an American brand versus anything else. So um, I went and took all that down because I'm going to choose to promote American things. Oh, there you go. I'm still looking. <laughs> so <laughs> anyways, uh, I got that. I just need to do like two posts. So that's it. And uh, it's pretty simple. So, and I need new blades. It's easy enough. Yeah. And the, the blades fit five different of those oscillating tools. So, well, they're all pretty universal. Usually. And... Yeah. So, all right. All right. Right on. Right on, right on. Right on. All right. Uh, on to the law enforcement portion. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, God. Mike's dying. Quick. I'm Somebody back. Somebody dial 911. One. No, wait for that last one. We got to make sure it's an actual emergency before we dial that last one. Uh, okay. Did we, did we get it? I think we're good. All right. Oh, Smithology blades made in the USA. Okay, cool. I'm good with it then. Yeah. Me too. Also, another good thing about Surf Prep, American company. Heck yeah. California. Southern California, but I don't hold that against them. They're out in Cali. And you can tell. And and look at their colors, red, white, and blue. I mean, how do you not love that? Because Skyler's got a tan like he lives in California. So. Kind of hard to not end up tanned in California. Yeah, I was very it's very sunny here. Of his it's tan, very sunny here. let me just tell you that. Very envious of the tan. So you you were texting me uh, the last few days with some stuff going on out by you. Yeah, some things happened. Seemed pretty interesting. Uh, interesting. Uh, scary. <laughs> scary. We'll yes. Go with scary. Very scary. Uh, and yeah, so. We had the um, Selma police officer murdered by a piece of crap. Yeah, how far is that from you? Uh, not well. From where I am right now, it's decently far. But uh, Selma is a part of Fresno County. Okay. Um, I grew up just outside of Fresno County. I have a lot of friends that work in Fresno County. Um, in Selma itself, or not in Selma itself? Okay. But it's uh, that one's a little bit too close to home. Hell yeah. Um, and I'm going to I'll, I'll, I'll get to this in a second because I actually have to look up the statements and all this stuff because um, okay. the Fresno County District Attorney uh, basically threw a giant middle finger to Sacramento, which I applaud. Um, and I'm going to take this quick second to encourage everybody that votes. When you vote, especially on ballot measures don't just read the title read the summary i and i can only speak to california because california is the only state i've ever voted in okay but typically they send you a little packet that'll have like summaries of the bills read those please um 
the piece of crap that was on the streets had been previously convicted of robbery is a documented gang member and should have been serving five years and two months in state prison. Hmm. But how much time did he serve? Um, not that. I think six months was what he ended up serving because of um, arbitrary credits that the prison system awards. Um, but the reason why that happens is because Assembly Bill 109 was passed uh, back in, geez, I want to say 2014. No, that might have been Prop 57. Uh, AB 109 was, I want to say, I forget when it was. What's it called? But, proposition? Well, there was Prop 57. It, okay. But AB 109, so Assembly Bill 109 is what allowed this animal to be out on the streets, and it was titled the Safe Schools and Neighborhoods Act. Mm. Um, it does not contribute to safe schools or neighborhoods. Read the info. Because it's taking away... So a prosecutor, right, one of the main gripes that we have as cops, right, is prosecutors don't prosecute cases. Right. Well, when they do prosecute and they do secure a conviction and they do get a good sentence, you know, um, judges and the prison system are able to arbitrarily give you uh, one thing that I used to always hear. I had no clue what it meant for a little while until I took the time to educate myself. Um, is you'll get credit for time served. So say you're being held without bail for a crime and you end up staying in jail while your case is adjudicated and you're in jail for one year. Say you're convicted, say you're sentenced to three years. Okay. The judge goes, but I'm going to give you credit time served. So that three years goes down to two because you've already served one. Right. Which I, I kind of get. I, I'm good with that. But then... Uh, for good behavior, um, there's all kinds of these other things that are just arbitrary, right? Where they'll give you more credit, and it used to be where you would have there would have to be like some sort of transactional thing, like you got your GED, you took part in counseling, okay, you worked, right? Then they would give you additional credits. Prop fifty seven passed in twenty sixteen. Yeah, so, yeah, prophecy And yeah, 109 and 2011. Okay. Yeah, so these, and this, since 2011, but it's been accelerated since 2016, crime in California is getting worse and worse and worse. And it's directly contributing to the homeless issues, the drug issues, and the violent crime issues. So please, read the damn bills. I know it's boring, but they give you plenty of time. Just just go through it. It's uh, Yeah, if you're going to be living under the rule on which you're voting for, read the damn shit. So you know what you're I know voting it's boring. For. Or, or you can also, if you're not going to read about it, don't vote. Right. At least not on that issue. You don't, right. have to, you don't have to vote on the issue. You can just leave it blank. So... That's my piece on that because that was that hit a little too close to home, especially on the heels of um, the deputy in the county I work being ambushed. That suspect's in custody, by the way. I don't know if he was by the time we recorded last week or not. Um, and then 
on Friday night, we had a uh, recruit car. Um, what does that mean, recruit car? So it's an FTO and is recruit. Oh, okay. It's not a car that's placed out looking for new recruits. It's actually no. a working squad. FTO yes. and his recruit. Okay. FTO and his recruit make a car stop. And I have to be very careful with what I say because what right. I know and what has been released to the public, actually, you know what? I'm just not even going to. Well, it happened. Uh, you, you work on the it. East coast, so it's cool. Just go ahead. The, no one knows where you work. East. Yeah. So, well, I mean, also I, I mean, Okay, so this is what was officially put out. Yeah, you can whatever. Oh wait, no, official. this is for the hom- the other homicide. <laughs> oh, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so a two-person patrol unit initiated traffic stop at approximately 10:29 p.m. The driver exited his vehicle and began firing at officers. The patrol vehicle was hit multiple times by the gunfire. Both officers returned fire towards the suspect, which I I saw the grouping, and for the amount of stress that they were under, that was a good damn shooting. I don't know how this guy didn't get hit. Uh, striking the vehicle as it sped away, neither officer was struck or injured. An investigation was launched in an effort to apprehend this armed and dangerous suspect. The investigation led officers, including a contingent of special operations personnel, to residence on a street. During the operation, the male appeared in the backyard of the home and began blindly firing his weapon at officers. The member of our SWAT unit was was shot once, once and sustained a non-life-threatening injury. He was transported to a local hospital where he was treated. The suspect surrendered like the coward that he is. That's not part of the official statement. And taken into custody shortly after. This is all preliminary information. and More details will be provided as they become available. This is an active investigation. And then they also um, released a video of the patrol car. It shows a bullet strike on the windshield directly where this recruit, who is almost done with training, would have been sitting. Yeah. So for all you cops out there, the fuck out of the car. Damn it. You didn't make it. Uh, you had one. It's one day, one day at a time. I know. Come but on, I, okay. man. We'll see if I can cap it at one. Get out of the car. Get Doesn't mean you have to car. approach quick. Get out of the car. Um, use your lighting equipment. Get out of the car. Um, I can say that this is this was extremely scary. Yeah. I do not know the recruit. I do know the FTO. Okay. And you know the SWAT um, guy. I I do. Um, he and I, me and the the SWAT operator. Um, have worked together two separate occasions on teams. Um, he's an awesome dude. He's a dad. He's a husband. Um, and he's just a genuinely good person. The same thing with the FDO. He's a dad. He's a husband. So yeah, we're not robots. Yeah. So just to kind of put some context, right? I don't know the recruit. He didn't go through my car. Um, I will say this. Even though I don't know him, I'm extremely proud of him. His radio traffic was perfect. The recruit? Yes. Okay, good. It was very calm. It was like I was confused for a second. But apparently he just put out um he put out shots fired, story and king, code three fills. It's all you need. And then the world started coming to him. And then after a beat, put it out. Okay. Suspect got out, 
fired at us. We returned fire. No officers are hit. Suspects gone. Us, yeah, and then suspects last seen heading on to nearby freeway this direction. Here's a partial plate description of the car. And then... Had they run his plate before the stop? That part I don't know. Okay. Um, I would think, but from what I understand, based on what I know, this happened kind of quick. Like, it's one of those things of, like, you don't have time, like, because there's, you know how it goes. There's radio traffic coming out left and right from people, and sometimes you can't wait and risk the car getting away. You just got to you just gotta light it up and get it stopped. Right. And then slow it down, and you can put other stuff out. Um, tremendous job by this kid. So I think he's actually on an extension. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, which I say that when uh, he comes back from his mandatory time off, that he be signed off because that was fantastic. That's kind of the test of tests. Right. And I would say that he passed it with flying colors. Um, I actually know. So not only do I know the operator that was hit, uh, my former sergeant is no longer my sergeant because he is now one of our SWAT sergeants. Um, yeah. It's one of his, it's one of his guys. So I haven't reached out to him. I'm trying to give him like a, or so to kind of take care of his guys before I check on him. Um, but dude, that was scary. And then simultaneously, like when it rains, it pours, right? Of course. So like legit 10 minutes later, there's another shooting uh, somewhere in the city. So we already have like three quarters of the city and it's during the overlap of, oh, of swing shift at midnight. Okay. So like, it's not like we're hurting for resources, but that one event drained so much. Sure. Um, just the initial response to the to the officer involved shooting. Another shooting comes out. I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Near you? Uh, no, it was kind of a northern part of the city. So people are running there. I'm already attached to a call. I'm actually helping a buddy of mine um, with with a CI at the time when all this is happening. We're trying to get everything situated with with the informant. So that we can go start looking for for this car that was still outstanding. Because he's getting ready to go into um, one of our... It's like fugitive apprehension. It's a covert response unit. They okay. basically go after worst of the worst guys. Um, so it was like, okay, we're going to get this settled and then we are going to find this car. And um, it was a really cool thing. Like when major events happen... Uh, they'll put out like, hey, mandatory citywide holdover uh, for swing shift. Um, they did eventually put that out, but it was one of those things where it was like, before they did it, I think they did it just to kind of get, make it clean on paper. Yeah. Because first they were like, hey, can any swing shifter stay? And it was a universal response across the board. We're not leaving. Right. Um, and then the other shooting came out and everyone kind of went, damn, I wish I had left. <laughs> Is it too late to go home? <laughs> we, we didn't think there was going to be another one. Um, so that scene's getting investigated. Uh, it looks like the guy's going to die, but we have to wait until he dies to declare it a homicide. <laughs> just So it's one of those things like you have to just freeze the scene because you know how it's going to go but you have to wait for it to actually go that way before things happen. And 
you know, even for, you know, I do work in a major city. Our crime scene unit goes out to like officer involved shootings. We don't have a second team to go to another. Well, that doesn't scene. sound right. We should have a team on well, backup. You should. And we should also have more than the amount of officers that we have. We should have a, we do more with less than anybody. Um, so while that scene's being investigated, there is a walk-in stabbing victim at a local hospital. <laughs> that's in my, be- I'm telling you when it rains, it pours, dude. Yeah. So me and my buddy, like we're literally down the street from the hospital and we both look at each other and go, we should go. Like that would be the right thing to do. You're doing rock, paper, scissors. No, no. We're like, okay, let's go. We're going to go. We're going to go make sure this guy's not going to die. Yeah. Get like a preliminary statement, figure out where it's at and then turn it over to the midnight guys that are coming. Cause um, the channel was restricted for a crazy person. So they had to silent what's called silent dispatch where they send it just over the computer to, to the midnight units, but they were coming from like the other side of the district. So it was one of those things of like, let's get there, make sure it's not going to be a, a, a homicide. And then we'll turn it over to them and see what we can do going forward. So he and I get there and I'm like, I'll tell you more about this when we're not, Recording. On air, because yeah. looking back, there's a lot of things that make sense now that I wish that he and I had handled a little bit differently. But at the time, with the information we had, I don't we didn't do anything wrong sort of deal. Um, so we get there. I recognize the guy as an Artenio gang member who actually lived in the beat that I had last year. I'm like, oh, it's you. You're sober, so you probably don't remember me. So he gives us his BS story with where it happens. Yeah, man, I was just in my front yard and like this, this stuff happened. I'm like, all right, that's cool. And he goes, I don't want to press charges or I don't want to cooperate with the investigation. I'm like, all right, cool. I don't care, dude. Here's your case number and all that stuff. Turn it over to the midnight guys. My buddy and I look at each other. You know he's full of crap, right? Yeah. We should probably go go just to say, check that box, right? We went, we looked for the crime scene. There was no crime scene. There was no evidence of a crime scene. He's full of crap. So we did. Go figure. Yeah. No evidence of a crime scene. Right. It was actually the most pleasant conversation I've ever had with his family too. Okay. Because usually like we're in knockdown drag outs with them. Yeah. <laughs> or screaming matches that are about to go bad. Right. And we all have uh, those people in our towns and cities that we deal with all the time where these conversations yeah. are volatile. So that's usually like how I open the conversation when I see somebody, you remember me? Yeah. Okay. Let's not have that same conversation. Let's, let's do this. So as we're there, we get notified. Our, our channel goes back to the, to normal traffic and then the dispatcher comes up and she goes, hey, the uh, the victim in your case was run out in the shooting case as a potential suspect. Really? And we go, uh-oh. <laughs> so I know what this guy's car looks like. So I'm looking around the neighborhood. No car. I, I look and I go, I bet you it's at the hospital and I bet you it's in the parking garage. 
So we jam back over there. Sure enough, there's the car. Look inside. Sure enough, there's blood. There's other evidence that I would say ties this guy to the shooting. Uh, with without a gun sitting there, but other there's other stuff inside the car that I can plainly see that goes, yep, this probably is going to be it. So uh, we go back inside and yell at the British recruit that was on our team that then went back to Midnight's. We were trying to get into a fight. More on that in a second. Uh, no, handcuff him. He's now detained as a person of interest in a homicide or as a person of interest that right now is an attempted homicide that is going to probably be a homicide. So he gets handcuffed to the bed after uh, basically challenging us to fight. I think the words that uh, may have been said by somebody were, well, then do something. And then he got handcuffed. Because <laughs> he didn't do nothing. Right. You just, you uh, do something, you're just going to stand there and bleed. He just stood there and bled. He actually got stabbed up pretty good. Like nothing that's going to kill him, but. Yeah, it's too bad. Yeah. Um. He's going to spend the rest of his life in jail. Like, there's no way he doesn't get convicted of this. Um, unless he didn't do it, which I don't think there's a chance that he didn't. So that was that was long. Um, so I think I left around four. Other guys left around five, six. And then another part that was really cool was the very next day, right? Everyone's just dead tired. Um there were more people than usual that were taking beginning of shift, uh, taking like an hour or so before they came and like delaying the start of their shift. Okay. Um, but man, everyone showed right back up on like no sleep, which is a pretty proud, like pretty prideful thing. Yeah. Um, so the British recruit that was on our team that we were very worried about because uh, he didn't have the I didn't want to I don't want to die gene. Like could not recognize, you know, guys pulling up their shirts, slamming their fists in there, right, right. saying don't don't f with me. Um, didn't think that was going to turn into a fight. Uh, his primary FTO is going to be gone for a little bit of time. Uh oh. And and he's apparently good enough to go to plain clothes. So the FTO sergeant or not the FTO sergeant the uh, FTO lieutenant has decided that, fine, since you say he's good enough to go into plain clothes, um, he's going back to the swing shift team because that swing shift team is going to have to sign off on him. So you have to follow him around. So guess who he's going to ride with? You. In plain this clothes. Guy. Yeah. Yep. All first right, Mike. First thing I'm going to tell him on Wednesday is, like, Bullocks. yeah, I might, be in, I might be in plain clothes today, but guess what? I could very easily be in uniform tomorrow. That's right. Earn it. This yeah, this kid. I don't think that two weeks is enough to all of a sudden develop that gene, but well, we're gonna find out because I'm gonna put out. him in some. I'm gonna put him in some situations. I'm, I'm missing training on my other shift. Yeah, it is fun, um, especially when they learn and they grow. Yeah, we're gonna see how much this guy learns and how fast he grows. <laughs> Real quick. Uh, he's going to have to because I stepped in before to keep him from getting punched in the face. When I'm in plain clothes, I'm very hands off. Oh, yeah. You're just, just I'm not here. watching. Right. I'm just, I'm your sixth, maybe even your seventh sense sometimes. Yeah. Good luck. 
So we'll see if he uh, sinks or swims. So I'll report back next week. Okay. How the first week of it went. Yeah. Don't forget, he's got a CSO job waiting for him. He and you know what? He actually would probably be really good at that. But we'll see. Say so he wants to be a option, cop, so we'll a, see. It's amazing to me. Well, they don't like to basically throw away money. Pretty much. That's so, what you're doing when you don't have someone that passes an FTO program. Well, yeah, but if you can repurpose them as a CSO and right. use them for like for that kind of stuff, no, where they can still take reports and they can still yeah. uh, process evidence and all that stuff. So, I mean, why, at that point, why why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. Like, yeah, you may have wasted a little bit of money, but you're at least going to mitigate that cost right. by keeping them on board in that capacity, which I think is smart. Yeah. So I agree. that was pretty much my week. Um, oh, by the way, that that guy is uh, that. Uh, the attempted murder times three of uh, police officers is in custody and is being charged. And, oh, yeah, I said I was going to mention more about the uh, Fresno County District Attorney. I love this woman. I'm going to give her all kinds of shine here in a second um, because she is maybe not my personal hero. That's her response to that asset. And dead air. And dead air. This is great. This is totally fine. It's riveting. All right. So she issued a statement uh, regarding the murder of Selma police officer. Um, her name is Lisa A. Smithcamp. She's a district attorney for Fresno County. And I would like to read her statement um, regarding the murder of the Selma police officer. She says, it is a tragic day in the county of Fresno and state of California as we have suffered the loss of another fine peace officer who was shot and killed in the line of duty by a callous and violent criminal. While we mourn this tragic loss and offer our sincere condolences to the family and friends of the fallen officer of the Selma Police Department, we must also focus our energy on demanding that our legislators do more to hold criminals accountable for their actions. This officer was the son of farm workers. He went to the police academy and took the initiative to educate himself. He was part of the Explorer program at the Reedley Police Department before he became a sworn police officer with the Selma Police Department. He was a son, a brother, a friend, and an expectant father. While honor honorably serving his community today in Selma, California, he was shot and killed in cold blood by a 23-year-old felon with no regard for human life. The shooter is an admitted gang member and has been arrested for several felony offenses that were prosecuted by the Fresno County District Attorney's Office for charges related to robbery, weapons, and drugs. In March of 2022, he was sentenced by a judge to serve five years and four months in prison. However, because of the laws passed in the last few years that have given additional credits for time served in local jail and other new laws which allow for arbitrary accelerated time credits upon entry into the prison system, he was eventually released, or he was originally scheduled to be released. Uh, hold on, let me reread this because it's written small. Upon entry to the prison, his release date was set for August 23rd, 2022, a mere five months after his original sentence. He was eventually released in late September of 2022 and placed on post-release community supervision when he should have been serving more time in prison. So... In March of 22, sentenced to five years, four months. 
originally scheduled to be released August 23rd of 22 because of all these arbitrary numbers was actually released September of 22. So let's do some math real quick. March. Uh, let's see here. So March to September is how many months, Mike? That's five months. Five months. Not so five basically, years. A month per year. Five months. That's what they served. One month per one year. For charges related to robbery, weapons, and drugs. Yeah, he's not dangerous. Oh, wait. And is an, and is an admitted gang member. Yeah. Okay, so going back to the statement. Today, Governor Gavin Newsom and every legislator in the state of California who supports this overreaching phenomenon, they try to disguise as legitimate criminal justice reform, has blood of this officer on their hands. Wow. The governor and certain members of the California legislature have created a warp system that allows active and violent criminals to receive arbitrary time credits in an effort to reduce the state prison population to reach their goal of closing more prison facilities. Dangerous criminals are being released from our prison system and uh, by these accelerated and exaggerated time credits and numerous opportunities for early release. And they get out there empowered to continue and intensify their violent behaviors as they have not had enough consequences or treatment. They are released without significant punishment, rehabilitation programming, or educational opportunities. This madness is creating more victims, and furthermore, it is not serving the people who are committing the crimes. Uh, tonight in the county of Fresno, we have two families that are suffering loss, the family of the slain officer and the family of the shooter who will now be facing murder charges. But the prison system did not did an effective job of corrections and rehabilitation, this would not be the case. The governor and his political allies who continue the quest to close state prisons are increasing the incidence of violence to everybody who lives in or visits the state of California. No city or county is safe from the wrath of this misguided thinking and this mismanaged prison system. How many more innocent officers and victims do we have to have? before these politicians wake up and realize the destruction they have created. It is time to shine light on the truth of what is going on in California prison system and make some real changes. It is time to return to a place of responsibility and accountability. Wow. And then someone asked Governor Newsom about it and he got all pissy. Of course he did. I don't have like the written response. Like there's a video of it. If you go to, um, uh, Fresno Sheriff on Instagram. Uh, they have her statement. They have Newsom responding to it, and then they have her um, response to his statement where she invites him to have a an open discussion, which, uh, to my knowledge, he has not taken her up on. So. It's pretty bad out there, dude. Yeah, you're telling me. Not good. Just uh, food for thought for people. But yeah, I like this uh, Lisa Smith camp. She's a she's all right. She's good people. <laughs> Sounds like it. You won't hear Kim so, uh, Fox saying any of that as the state's yeah. lead state's attorney in Cook County. Yeah, I don't think you'll hear any of the district attorneys out in the Bay Area saying anything. No. Other uh, than, you know, thoughts and prayers. Right. I didn't fact, have... I don't think they've said anything about the uh, attempt on our officers yet. Nothing. No public statement. No. Why would they? Right, well, I don't. I don't have anything as horrifying as what happened to you. Yeah, maybe you should have gone first. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> They're gonna be like, follow that, Mike. Mike did what? And he got paid to do that. Um. 
just a few well, things. It's the, it's the right. difference, right? Big city, smaller city, right? There's, I mean, yes, well, you do border a major city where there's, yeah, we, I, I would say, incredibly high crime, of course. And that's and why some we of have... that is is inevitably going to spill over. Yeah. Oh yeah, but that... just st- like just statistically speaking, I'm right. there's going to be more that happens in my city than of yours. Of course. So I'm I'm closing cases at an alarming rate, which means I might be in patrol quicker than I thought. <laughs> you just slow it down, dude. <laughs> I know it's what my partners keep telling me, but uh, on Wednesday, my boss gave me two new cases and uh i looked at them real quick one was a hit and run i had doorbell video camera but no 20 no license plate or driver information and then one was ridiculous it shouldn't even be assigned to anybody um <laughs> it, it, it's a and then even in the report that the patrolman took it stated that the guy who made the complaint stated he didn't want to sign complaints which means i shouldn't investigate it but whatever uh, so Kevin and I, not on Mike's watch, right? Uh, <laughs> Kevin and Frank and I, Kevin was working a hit and run from a few months ago and him and I had gone out to this city to look for the offender a few weeks ago and, uh, didn't make contact. So today he's like, or not today, but this week he's like, Hey, let's go take a ride out there. So the three of us went out and I was driving cause now I get car sick, which I've told you. So now they just toss me the keys because now they can just sit back and, I don't know, sleep or do <laughs> a, a, look at their take phone, a take a nap. So we head out to this town, which is like, you know, 40 minutes away. And we roll past the house and the, the offending vehicle is in the driveway. And then behind it is a van that's running. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get a good look at it. And I accidentally stop like right in front of the house. <laughs> I'm in an unmarked black um, Damn Ford Interceptor. But, but there's no tinted windows or anything on it. So uh, Frank's like, nice, just park right in front of the guy's house. The hell? I'm like, no, no, I'm just looking for something. <laughs> so go up around the corner. So I go up and I turn around and, and we start coming back down the street and the house is on a curve. So okay. I keep driving as close to the curb as I can until I see the van. And then, <sighs> and then I stop. No, because I see it, can see it a couple houses ahead. So I stop and then we're just watching this van that's warming up. And we're there for like, I don't know, 15 minutes. And Kevin goes, two more minutes and we're leaving. I'm like, that's just making an even five. 12.30. We'll go get lunch. <laughs> we're going to go get a nice lunch, the three of us. Well, two minutes later, a silver van comes driving towards us. Not the van I'm watching, but this silver van. And one of the guys goes, Frank goes, Kevin, isn't that your guy? Kevin's like, no, I don't think so. The guy drives by like this. Oh, hold on, kicking shit. The guy goes like this. <laughs> He's just staring right into the squad. I'm looking right at him as he's going by. <laughs> he sees three cops and an unmarked squad <laughs> just sitting there looking at Crap. him. And Frank it never goes, fails. The people who can least afford to draw attention to themselves right. inevitably will. Frank goes, Kevin, I think that's your guy. And Kevin's like, no, that ain't him. And I go, he was mean mugging us pretty good. I go, there's the van. I'm looking at a van. Frank goes, that's the wrong van. You didn't drive up far enough. He's getting away. <laughs> Kevin, like, pulls a picture out of his 20, his driver's license photo, hands it to me. I go, oh, that's the guy. So I turn around, turn around. <laughs> I spin around. I'm in the subdivision. I don't know where I'm at. We're, I just start driving. 
he's not in front of us. We could come up to a stop sign. It's like right or left. Go right because there's a main street to the right. Always go right. We go right. We get to the, the main street, big intersection. And we're like, we can't see him. He's nowhere around. Like, shit. So Frank goes, just turn right. Like, All Always right. go right. Turn right. Three blocks ahead. You can see the van turning into a parking lot. Frank goes, there he is. He's up there. He's up there. Go get him. So we fly up there. He's going to a dollar store, dollar general, whatever the hell it is. <laughs> he pulls in and parks. And as I come in, Frank's like, go get behind him. But I was like, I pulled in and he was over to my left. So I had to go around, like in front of him and around the way this mall goes, a strip mall. Yeah. I'm hitting every damn speed bump at like, you know, 15 miles an hour. They're yelling at me. I finally come in behind him. Very tactical. Frank jumps out. I got to let Kevin out the back because the child, the child locks are on the door. <laughs> but, so Frank's approaching the car by himself, and I'm, I'm running to the back door to open the door for Kevin. So we, we get the guy out of his car, and Kevin makes contact with him and starts talking to him. And, you know, I've asked you three times to call me, whatever, this whole deal. Frank takes the guy's IDs and shit and steps aside. I'm watching him. He runs the guy's plate and stuff, and, and we get the information. And then Frank comes walking right up to us, and Frank says, uh, I just talked to the boss, Kevin, and uh, he wants us to bring him in. And I'm like, I'm thinking, I didn't see him on a phone. And I certainly didn't hear anything on my radio. <laughs> What's going on here? So Kevin goes, oh, you heard heard my partner. Boss wants us to bring you in. Okay. The guy puts his hands behind his back, and I'm like, you know, you're costing me a lunch today because I was starving. <laughs> the guy's like, oh, man, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so we got Throw them in the squat. We don't have a cage car. It's the three of us in a just a regular sedan. So Kevin's got to sit next to him. Guy reeks like he's been drinking. And Frank said, "Have you been drinking today?" He said, "No, last night." And these are my work clothes from yesterday. I think he got wrecked when he came home. He just went passed out, you know. <laughs> so he just got up. So we we end up bringing him back, and everything works out. Uh, he didn't get away. So then Frank goes with me. And this big caper, this mattress caper, somebody threw three mattresses in a, someone else's garbage dumpster or whatever. And Frank goes, Mother of God. Frank goes, why are you going on this? I'm like, because well, the boss gave it to me. He's like, you want backup? <laughs> like walking up to yeah. the apartment. And that's when I realized we, I'm knocking on the door of the person I think threw the garbage away. And Frank's up on the stairs. And he's like, oh, the boss just called. You're going to have to bring this guy in. And I looked at him. I go, I knew you didn't have the phone in your ear yesterday. <laughs> he goes, of course not. Then I go, and Kevin's in on it with you? And he goes, yeah, that's how we do it. I'm like, it would have been nice if you told me, you know, not six <laughs> weeks later, that that's how we do shit in here. He goes, it, it works a lot better. We just blame everything on the boss. And the people go, okay. And then they just come along yeah. with us. I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't do that in patrol, but now I'm going to have to bring that back with me. <laughs> uh, that's it. Oh, and the other one was a hit and run. So hit and run was Wednesday morning at like eight thirty. Guys driving down the street. It's a one way. Cars parked on each side. All of a sudden, veers to the left and just creams this car. Drives up on it. Eesh. Gets out. Looks like a young person. Walks to the back of the car. Looks at the damage. Gets back in his car. Drives two houses up. Two people get out of a house and get in his car and he drives away. This is the footage of the camera from across the street. So someone at, at the department knew that the high school nearby had a late start on Wednesday at like 
or nine o'clock. So, it, and they look like high school kids from the ring camera. So I said to Kevin, Hey, let's go on Friday. Let's just drive up to the lot. That's my high school too. Where I went to school. Let's go over there. We'll just peruse the lot. Maybe we'll find the car. We knew what kind of a make and model it was, but it looked, it was dark colored. So we get in the lot, find two of them that are black, no damage. I'm leaving the lot, the far corner parked across stripes that is a no parking spot, dark blue, dark <laughs> blue one with front driver's side damage. Perfectly lines up to, you know, the damage from the other car. So I'm like, motherfucker, here's the car. So call in the 28, license plate, get the name, yeah, go and talk to the SRO. And he says, funny you should mention that name because Wednesday when he came to school, he asked me, hey, do you mind if I park my car here for a couple of days? It got stuck on the way to school, whatever that means. And the, the SRO said, I don't give a fuck if you park your car there because he's, he's not, he's not going to tow it. The school would have I don't to care. Tow it. I don't care. He goes, let's go to my office. We'll see what class he's in. You can grab him. I'm like, all right. So we go to the office. He plays basketball for the high school too. He goes, so tonight's a game night. He'll be here. Okay. Supposed to be in gym class. They send security. He's not in class. Not there. I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. He gives me all of his information, his parents' information. We drive to the town where he lives, where I grew up, actually, and uh, ring the doorbell, the ring, ring cam, nothing. Go to the car, because it's like minus 10 degrees outside. So go to the car, call the mom, and uh, she's like, who is this? I tell her, and he, he's in the passenger seat on speakerphone. You can hear him go, why do you want to know? So this is Detective Morazzo. I want you, where are you at? I'm bringing him to school. I said, okay. Stop at the car that he left in the parking lot. I'll meet you there. Okay. So they're um, Muslim. So okay. I don't think the mom didn't understand really what was going on, I think because of a language barrier. But uh, instead of questioning him, I was talking to mom with him right there. Said, so this is why we're here. I think your kid was involved in an accident. That's why there's damage on his car. I've got it on video. Got him on video. Don't and and he goes, I, I, that was me. I hit the car, and I haven't read him his juvenile rights or anything, but I'm like Just quiet, talking to your mom, and I said <laughs> the adults are talking. What I think happened was he was texting. I think that's what was happening. He was going to text the people he's picking up. He just looked down to text them, and then he crushes into a car. But when he got out, you could see him like looking at the damage. He took pictures of the license plate, and the damage, and the house address number. And then he sent it to his mom and said, I was in an accident. I don't know what to do. So mom called an insurance company, her insurance company, State Farm, and told them my son was in an accident. Here's the car he hit. Well, I don't know where the owner is. I don't know how to find the owner. So they didn't know that they were supposed to call the police. So I kind of got a little bit disappointed that I couldn't book this kid with a hit and run and everything else. But, <laughs> but I, you're, you know. You're disappointed that you couldn't book a kid that didn't said, know what to do when he was in an accident uh, and his mom s- gave him bad advice? I'm going to say... <laughs> I'm going to say he knows what he's doing. But I, you have text messages saying, Mom, I just got an accident. I don't know what to do. No, I just have pictures, the time, date stamp sent to his mom. Okay. So I said, you, wanna, you have a game tonight, right? And he goes, yeah. I go, you want to make it? And he's like one of the top players. Yeah. I go, this is my high school. It's going to affect my alma mater <laughs> if you're not playing tonight. So just tell us what happened. So that went well, and I closed that one. So I'm down to like, down to like two cases. One of them has been the thorn in my side for six weeks, which I finally got the offender to come in. 
and I, I wrote her a ticket for fighting because I can't I got no video of a battery that occurred and no one out of like 12 interviewers that wants to admit to anything. So I finally just had her come in and I gave her a ticket for fighting, even though she didn't admit to anything. <laughs> so that means I've got one case left. And I've got, got to make it last eight days. Till I is, it a, is it at least a sexy case? No. It's like bullshit. Another hit and run? Yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at it's a burglary or something that I'm not going to be able to solve. Ah. So. All leads exhausted. <laughs> yeah. Closed. So. <laughs> but um, Should take eight days. Should take eight days. Let's hope. Maybe I'll get a new case. That's a weekend. I usually get more cases on Monday when I, or Tuesday when I come in because the weekend's usually pretty busy. But, oh, You're one probably- last thing. I got dicked on the way out. So Friday, I'm all excited. It's Friday. You know, I was on call for like 10 days, right? Yeah. And then Friday comes. My call ended on Monday, so I wasn't on call, I thought, uh, all week. And then Friday, I'm eating dinner in the squad room and shift change. And everyone's like, so, okay, someone sits down next to me, and they look up at the board. It's got the detectives on call. And the shift that's coming on is the shift that called me out for a 57-year-old woman who died in hospice, and they called me at 3 in the morning. Uh, I hate to call you, Mike, but you're the detective on call, and we had a 57-year-old die in hospice. I'm like, then why are you calling me? It's hospice. So the next day, the chief said, don't they call. They knew he was going to die. <laughs> she, yeah, they knew she was going to die. So the chief the next day told everyone, that's not a call that you should be making to the detectives at 3 in the morning. Use your head. So... He's in again, and I said to him, I know you were laughing your ass off last week when you were going to call Marazzo. It's 3 in the morning. Let's call Marazzo. He's a detective on call. Ha, ha, ha. And he goes, look, you're on call again. I go, no, I'm not. My call ended Monday. I look up at the board. No, no, no. New month. <laughs> they stuck the new guy at the beginning of the month instead of the end of the month. So I'm on call all weekend, including today. It ends today at midnight. So I hope I don't get anything. But they dicked me. Everyone left. I'm like, my partners all left knowing that it was happening and no one said anything to me. And I wouldn't have known anything if those guys did. The other guys didn't say something. Well, they didn't want to ruin your day. I go, what if I'm out drinking? They all look at me and go, you don't fucking drink. (laughs) Yeah, you know, drinking. Stop lying. What if I take take it up? (laughs) Right. This is the weekend. This is the weekend I'm going to start drinking. Let me put this aside. Okay. Enough of the silliness. The show's been going on far too long. Yeah, it's time to. Let's do our law officer memorial down uh, section. So we have three officers this week, Brandon. I did not check for dogs. No dogs. Okay. All right. First officer, supervisory officer Jacqueline Montanaro of the Department of Homeland Security and Customs and Border Protection, Office of Field Operations. Her end of watch was Saturday, January 14th, 2023. Supervisory Officer Jackie Montanaro died from injuries she sustained while trying to rescue her daughter from a fire in Hazlitt, New Jersey. When the fire broke out around midnight, Officer Montanaro evacuated from her burning home with her husband and eight-year-old daughter. Okay, she re-entered the home in an attempt to rescue her six-year-old daughter, who was still inside. She was found unconscious, trapped inside with trauma to her arms and hands. Her six-year-old daughter did not survive the fire either. 
She worked for Border Patrol for 16 years. She's survived by her husband, daughter, parents, grandmother, sister, and two brothers. So not an inline on-duty death. From the Cairo Police Department in Georgia, Master Patrol Officer Clarence L. C.J. Williams, whose end of watch was Saturday, January 28, 2023. Master Patrol Officer C.J. Williams passed away after suffering a medical emergency during a foot pursuit. Officer Williams was assisting a Grady County Sheriff's deputy during a traffic stop in the area of 10th Street and Robinson Avenue. The subject fled the vehicle, and the officers pursued him. During the chase, Officer Williams collapsed and was unable to be revived. Officer Williams had served with the Cairo Police Department for two years. He was 23 years young. And, which Brandon was speaking about earlier, Police Officer Gonzalo Carrasco Jr. from the Selma Police Department in California. End of watch was Tuesday, January 31st, 2023. Police Officer Gonzalo Carrasco was shot and killed at 11.45 a.m. in the 2600 block of Pine Street in Selma. While on patrol, Officer Carrasco was stopped by a homeowner who stated that a man was on her property. When Officer Carrasco investigated, the subject fired several shots, striking Officer Carrasco. The subject then fled the scene. Officer Carrasco was transported to the Community Regional Medical Center where he succumbed to his wounds. The subject was a felon on probation and was arrested a short time later and charged with murder, being a felon in possession of a gun, and ammunition, and probation violation. Officer Carrasco had served with the Selma Police Department for two years and was part of the Explorer program at the Reedley Police Department. He was survived by his parents, brother, sisters, and girlfriend, who was expecting his first child. He was 24 years old. Damn. All right. All right, that sucks. Yeah. I have lots of questions about the... You think that was an ambush? The officer down in uh, Georgia. Like that young, suffering a medical emergency... In a foot pursuit? Yeah. I mean... I'd be, I'd be curious to know what the... You can't tell what kind of shape someone's in, was. but... Yeah. Pretty young. Well, I mean, after only being on for two years, I would think they would have gotten caught in a screening, or... I mean, you'd still be in pretty decent shape because you're not going to be too far removed from an academy. Yeah, but look at the the player from the Bills, right? Um, I know That's he got hit have, in the chest, but... that condition, I have questions about... That too. The condition I, I saw um, was on Brian Gumble on Real Sports. They did a segment on it, yeah, uh, about the condition, and uh, it happens to people when they don't even get hit in the chest that have that that condition. That just and a lot of kids. They did a big AED story about how an AED could save their life, and that's what saved Hamilton's life. Yeah, and 
tons of children have died, hundreds. Yeah, that from the could same, have been saved, same deal. Right, if there, there was an AED uh, nearby and available. But that maybe this guy had that um, same condition. I don't know. Could be. So good questions, though. All right, that wraps up episode 58. The first sponsored episode of uh, from Surf Prep Sanding, who will be the remainder, the sponsor for the remainder of the season. Season three, almost all episodes will be sponsored by Surf Prep. So now it is the Handcuffs and Sawdust Prod podcast brought to you by Surf Prep. That's right. And if you, which you should do, if you want a Surf Prep product, I highly recommend them. Brandon recommends them. Go to the website, which is surfprepsanding.com. And if you do find something that you like, because of the show, you can enter coupon code BOOKEM. 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 Full big letters. B-O-O-K-E-M. BOOKEM. And you'll get 10% off. All one off. word. All one word for 10% off. So put that to use because you won't find a better sander. Or their abrasives, vacuum, so much stuff. Uh, you won't find a better one out there. So I want to say thank you to them for jumping on board for the season. Much thanks. We have no questions this week, but if anybody would like to send a question, including our new listeners, Brandon, what shall they do? Well, you should record a voice memo and then email that voice memo to handcuffsandsawdustpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can also type out your question and email it to that same email address, or you can slide into our DMs at Full House Woodworking for me, or at Marazzo Woodworking for Mike, or at Handcuffs and Sawdust Podcast. But again, I don't know that Somehow anybody... Somehow those get missed. <laughs> no, they if don't If you really want get it missed. to actually be read, send it to either Mike or I. Yeah, and we'll be all over that. Um, we'll be on that, like White on Rice. I'd like to play the music now, but the other song is playing. Not sure how this is going to work. Let's see. I, if I can. It's got a mixture of both. That's no. I don't <laughs> like that at all. That's not good at all. That's no. Uh, uh, all right. I got to figure out a fix. Well, no, we don't normally that. just kill the show right after the officer down portion. Well, I know. So, because well, before it used to be in the middle. Right. But with the new format, which I think is working well. Uh, yeah, I think it is working well, it's, too. It's the problem with having a nine-minute I know. It, it literally is nine minutes. I can – because we've had to use it before, like, yeah, long. Yeah, there's, there's been weeks where – Yeah, unfortunately. Luckily, this was also when we week. went, like, a month without recording. Yeah, right, which we won't be doing for any <laughs> time soon. We come back and it was like, man, some shit happened. Yeah, wow, have you seen that? Yeah, that won't happen much longer anymore. We'll, we're on top of it now. We're good through October. Then once we get to October, who knows? Closer to November, <laughs> might have some stuff going on. So, oh, because we won't talk before then. Super Bowl pick. Both planes crash. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's I, hope. I I think with Mahomes still dealing with the high ankle injury, the Chiefs have some wide receiver injury issues. Kelsey was almost a no-go for the AFC title game. I'm going to go Eagles. God, 
I, I just I just I like Jalen Hurts too. I, I like the way he handled the whole situation at Alabama. I thought that was really classy. So and I remember telling myself I'm not gonna ever not root for this guy. So okay. you better freaking win. I, I hate the Eagles, so I'm rooting for well, Kansas City. I understand City. that. Yeah. Um, I understand that. Go Kansas City. I think, I think the spread's only like a point and a half, so yeah. it's almost like a pick 'em game. Right. So I'll be rooting for the uh, Chiefs. I don't have any Chiefs garb to wear, but I was I was texting with my buddy Mike during the AFC Championship game, who's a Chiefs fan. And uh, every year we we used to show up to play fast pitch wall ball. I don't know what you guys call yeah. it out there. You chalk a box on the wall. It's called wall ball. Okay, we, we call it fast pitch. Sometimes so, you call it butts up. Okay, we never call it butts up. That's on dates. Um, so show up for fast pitch, and every spring, every time I show up, I've got a different hat of some team that won something. Just happened. To, I like the yeah, hat. Yeah, because you are the uh, king no, of the bandwagon. I'm not a bandwagon jumper, but he's yes, like, you are. he's asking me, texting me while we're watching Cincinnati and Kansas City. He's like, so you already got your Bengals hat? And I'm like, I don't, but I do like the black ones that they have. You know, I do. I like their hats. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you. So I can't show up this spring to play ball with a Chiefs hat on or an Eagles hat. Eagles, God forbid, I would never wear anything Eagles. Except my high if school. You, if you Eagles. were to wear an Eagles deal, um, I would say you'd no longer get to root for the Cowboys. I'm pretty sure they revoke your uh, yeah. your fandom. Right. I agree. Also, another reason to root for the uh, for the Eagles, the uh, Riverside County deputy uh, Calhoun that was recently killed. Um, he was a big Eagles fan, so I'm not going to hold that against him. Nor do I think it's a reason <laughs> to vote for the Eagles to root for the Eagles. So let's just stop right there. But if you don't have a rooting interest, that could be a good reason to root for the Eagles. Okay. Or just the Chiefs. I don't know. Mahomes, is, Mahomes has his. We're good. Broke my heart. And... Patrick Mahomes. I'm, I'm healthy for this game. My ankle feels great. That is not at all what he sounds like. What the hell was that? <laughs> stay, stay safe in the shop and on the streets. Peace. Patrick Rose saying out. We'll be better next. We'll be better next. Uh, uh, and scene. Scene.